The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want, you can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276, and hopefully we can talk then. Hey, that's all I want to hear from you, all right? All right, busy day for me, and uh, getting stuff set up for the, right now, boy, i got so much to do, for the uh, the online stuff. You can watch the show. So, can you hear me okay? All right, is it working, uh, Laura? Yeah, we, we're always working on stuff. So, there you go. Okay, now... Um, so last night, uh, I had a discussion online. Tonight I teach a Bible study, but I had a discussion last night on the issue of, uh, of, of atheism. And, and, so, and two conversations were really good. And a third one just, you know, went off the rails. It was really interesting because um, this one atheist guy was talking to me, and he was trying to prove the Christian God can't exist, and he was trying to do it by saying, "Could God have created a life form in any, like in in using silicon or hydrogen?" He said, "Instead of carbon." I said, "Well, I don't know." He said, "Well, God's omnipotent, right? He can do anything." I said, "No," and you know, it went on. I started correcting him, you know, saying, "Well, that's not our that's not the Christian perspective," and he said, "God's arbitrary." And I said, "Well, by definition, the Christian God is not arbitrary," and he would not accept that. It's really interesting. Because the conversation just just derailed at this point, you know, and uh, he called me a coward, and <laughs> he said, "You're a coward, you kidding?" And so, uh, <laughs> so I wrote in a text that he was watching. I said, "Well, do you want to meet behind the the gym after school?" You know, because it was just ridiculous the the uh, immaturity that this guy was was displaying as he's trying to work against God. And when I said, "Look, God does the Christian God is not arbitrary in any way, shape, or form," and so therefore, if you say he's arbitrary, you're not arguing with the, about the Christian God. You're talking about something else. And he uh, he didn't care. He didn't care. And uh, it was just, you know, it was interesting. I don't know why people are so difficult. I don't know what it is with people that they do not want to uh, hear the truth. And uh, they uh, they just don't care. A lot of people are like that. It does not matter what you say. And that's, that's interesting because if you're not interested in truth, then you're interested in lies. If you want the truth then you'll follow God. If you want lies, you'll follow Satan. Now, it's a profound thing to say, but you've got to understand, since God knows all things, and he cannot lie, and he always speaks the truth, it is Satan who spoke lies, and those who seek lies and use lies are following Satan. Now, they're not doing it, in a direct and deliberate sense, but they are doing that nonetheless. They don't realize it, but that is the case. It's unfortunate that that is what's happening, and uh, they don't want the truth, because truth is really an interesting thing. Truth is, as uh, some people say, you know, truth is what a statement that corresponds with reality. Well, 
Okay, I like to say truth is that which corresponds to the mind of God. Because God has to be the standard of what truth is, not us. And if you want truth, you need to go to Scripture, you need to read the Bible, you need to believe in who Jesus Christ is. That's what I believe, that's what I want to teach. Anyway, look, we have five open lines if you want to give me a call. 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you, so give me a call. And uh, I do want to tell you that we stay on the air by your support. Uh, as uh, as we all know, uh, the economy is becoming less uh, stable. Inflation is definitely here, even though the Biden uh, crime family uh, is saying it's not. Uh, a little bit of inflation. And uh, what was the phrase they would use? Uh, it's a hiccup or something. They would have this phrase. They would all, the liberal... Uh, the, uh, all the liberal um, news media outlets would say the same thing. I forgot what the phrase was. Anyway, it was just demonstrating that uh, they listen to the same uh, puppet master and say the same thing. You know, you can tell I don't have any respect for uh, for those who lie. I don't. And when the news media, I don't care who it is. Uh, now, I listen to Tucker, just so you know, and sometimes I'll say, Tucker, don't say it that way. That's not the right way to say it. I'll say it out loud. You know, my wife's there. I go, that's not logically necessary. It's not logically true. And I think that even Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson, he needs to uh, tighten up his logic in certain things he says. So I'm not just saying it's only one side that's bad or good, but uh, we do need to seek to have truth because that's what we are to represent. So, you know, what if you were a reporter? And your boss said, we want you to write it this way. And you couldn't because it's not true. What would you do? Well, you'd probably end up getting fired. Because what they want is people who will bend the truth and not have uh, the truth. because They want to have agendas and, and the like. And this is how wicked people get in power. Because people of integrity don't want to do what the bad guys want to do. And uh, it's one of the ways they gain gain that power. Anyway, give me a call for open lines, uh, 877-207-2276. Tonight, I will be uh, teaching a Bible study. Now, I'm just going to give you a heads up. For those of you who are going to follow, watch the Bible study tonight, we're having a problem with the website. It's because of the ads that we're having to run now because we we need the... uh, the income and uh, you know to pay our bills like you know a lot of ministries do um, and so if you want to get the text of of uh, the the Bible study you're gonna have to go back a couple of pages and go to the Romans 1 study in the Romans 1 is completely filled now and uh, I'll talk more about that when we get online later for the Bible study but there you go Whew, man there's a lot of stuff there just is and uh, if you, in fact, if you listen to the Bible study, this is a, a kind of a shameless plug. If you listen to it, I'd like you to call up if you can and uh, let others know what you think of the study and if you're benefiting, if you're learning, and uh, uh, you know maybe they might want to tune in and look and learn because it's going to be an interesting discussion tonight. We'll be discussing homosexuality and lesbianism and other such things will be uh, a part of the discussion tonight. So we'll get into the theology behind that. Let's get to Elijah from Pennsylvania. Elijah, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Uh, yeah, my question today is about the rapture. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other day I had called you and, and, and had asked you about uh, uh, the rapture in, in uh, Revelation 14 and uh, Revelation 19 and what you know, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Donnie says about it. And 
and I think mm-hmm. you had uh, mis- misunderstood me. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Donnie teaches that when Scripture says that Jesus is going to come, uh, you know, on a cloud, you know, in, in, in the Gospels and in Revelation, uh, he said that that's a reference to the rapture, while, while when Scripture says Jesus is coming back on the white horse, uh, that's a reference to his uh, second coming, uh, uh, him coming back with his holy angels and, and with uh, uh, other people who are raptured in heaven. So my question is... No, that's, that's um, a theory. That's a theory. They'll come back with them af- as if it was a seven-year tribulation period between the rapture and his return. Yeah, that's the theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so my question is is about that. Um, so uh, what is the all-millennial view on that? So, like, uh, in Revelation 14, uh, what I've learned so far from watching Donnie's studies on his post-trib views is that Revelation 14 is the rapture, and then five chapters later in Revelation 19, uh, that's the second coming when Jesus comes back with the angels and with the, and with the saints. So, so uh, 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 what are your thoughts on that? What does that uh, all-millennial view teach on that? Well, um, not having studied uh, Revelation for quite a while to be able to put those together in those chapters, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is the issue of whether or not the book of Revelation is chronological. A lot of people say that it is, but not necessarily. Some have made the case and and done very well to show that the book of Revelation is heptatic. What that means is it's seven views of the same thing, and that it's a re- repetition. And there are people who study this and have said it's the same thing occurring at different times. That's one point. Second, the book of Revelation is very symbolic. And um, if someone's going to say that the book of Revelation is chronological, necessarily so, and they go to the symbolic place to establish the pre-trib rapture idea, they're just already, to begin with, they're on shaky ground. Not that the Word of God is shaky, but there are other areas of Scripture which are far more clear. And so to make... A case out of a very symbolic book about that, I think, is is uh, not as solid an approach as uh, looking at the rapture and verses uh, in varying uh, verses uh, in the scripture that are very clear about things, much more clear. So I'm just saying those are some of the issues, and uh, without having looked at it in depth, I really can't comment beyond that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, Here's the thing, is uh, the rapture, I'm going to read you something, okay? I'm going to read Matthew 24. I'm going to go there for a second. I'll show you something. I'm going to read the first three verses. Jesus came out of the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to, the, uh, to point out the temple buildings to him. And Jesus said, do you not see all these things? I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another, which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives... The disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Notice what they said. The sign of your coming. It's a singular return of Christ because he's teaching them. So they've asked this this specific question. What will be the signs of his return and the end of the age? Now that... Uh, the phrase end of the age is the thing that I, I see that a lot of st- uh, students of eschatology just miss. It's it just, and what's the end of the age? And the word here is uh, centeles. 
and for the end of the age and a culmination or completion of bringing together an intended purpose so that's why they say the end of the age when this has all come together well jesus goes on and then in verse 31 this is the, the answer to this question when is it going to come he says but immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the Son of Man will, or the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky power with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they'll gather together as elect from the four winds. So the return of Christ is when the elect are gathered, which happens after the tribulation of those days. So right. that's what that's what Jesus taught. I, I'm surprised when people just they go, no, it means something different. I, I don't get it. I don't see how they can do that. And so, uh, you know, I, I could go on a lot more about that. But that's what it says, Matthew 24. I, re- I recommend people read Matthew 24 and uh, to see what he says. See what Jesus says. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Uh. Do you have a little bit more time to you know continue talking about it? Sure. We've got uh, another minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. So. 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 Uh, I uh, completely agree with that. Uh. I. I just. You know. You know. So far in my studies, I just. I just believe that Matthew twenty four twenty nine through thirty one is a reference to Revelation uh, fourteen and not uh, okay. Revelation uh, nineteen. Okay. But uh. Yeah. Well, maybe. I just haven't studied it that way. But hey, buddy, there we go. All right? So we'll get a break. Move along. All right. Hey, God bless Elijah. Thanks for calling. Okay. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, four open lines, 877-207-2276. Stay tuned, and I'll upset you about some other stuff. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. And welcome back to the show. Hope you want to give me a call. 877-207-2276. Last four digits spell C-A-R-M on your phone. So 877-207-CARM, as in the website CARM. Dot org Four open lines. Give me a call. Let's get to John from Raleigh, North Carolina. John, welcome. You are on the air. Hey, Matt. I've got a tough question to talk to you about, but I respect your opinion, so I want to sure. throw it out and see what you think. I mm-hmm. have a brother who was born a girl, and from day one, he's always said, she's always said, I'm a dean. My parents would buy, you know, girl dolls and stuff for her as a girl. The girl, no, I can't. I'm not going to wear a dress. No, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Now he's in his sixties. When he was in high school, he had that change. Now he is living as a male. Um, they told my family that after a lot of the, uh, psychological testing on him. Now we have to say him. I, I don't know how to what to say, but anyway. They said if he did not have this surgery, he would commit suicide. And it just, of course, destroys our whole family, and it still affects us terribly. But my question is, Matt, will he be saved? He's still talking as a Christian, but he's living as a male. 
he's married a female who is the true born female, and but he's very narcissistic, very arrogant. So I don't associate with him much, but the thing is, he goes. He says he's Christian, he's been Christian all our lives, you know, growing up in the faith. But I'm just worried with the stuff that what he's done to his body. And you're preparing in, though, I know we, there's, there's no way to know for sure, but what is your feeling about the salvation? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, people can be saved in different degrees of sin. It doesn't mean it's okay to keep in that sin. And what do you do with someone who's gone through a surgery and it's uh, not reversible? And they become they or say they're a Christian. There's a, definitely an inconsistency there, and so I don't want to just say, well, automatically they can't be saved. And what I want to say is they're very confused. Something has gone wrong, and God would have to work through that with them to bring them to a proper place of repentance. And the level of repentance that they would have would be difficult. And the reason I'm saying this is because um, I have had family members who did not bear much fruit. Are you clicking, making sounds in the background there? I'm hearing stuff. Clicks no, sir, stuff. I am driving. I am driving. Oh. Let me oh, okay. That's, that's okay. That's okay. That's what I hear. Then, then I know. So... Um, and I remember talking to a pastor who had married this uh, this one uh, couple, and I said, I don't see much fruit, though I do see the confession. There is a little fruit. And I see the confession, they go to church, but there's there's not much repentance in some serious areas and character areas, okay? Uh, foul language and condemnation and prejudice. And... Uh, so I said to the pastor, I said, you know, I just, I'm just not sure of the, their salvation. And that's when I heard this phrase. He said, God saves people in different levels of sin. And, it, you know, he was right. And so I've always thought about that over the years, that, uh, yeah, that's true. And some people, and he went on, says, some people reach a higher level of sanctification than others. And it's true. So what I try and do is, is meet with them in a, a level of compassion. Two years ago, we had a uh, one of our my daughters. Our daughters uh, said she wanted to come over for, her for Christmas. Of course, you know, of course. But she had a trans friend who was going through a transition. Can he bring? I remember you said that. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so I said, "Yeah, bring bring." Uh, I think it was a girl moving to a guy. I said, "Yeah, bring bring her over." And I didn't. Uh, I did not. And my wife and I did not condemn. We did not mock. We did not judge. What we did was we showed uh, her Christian love, and she didn't know uh, what I did for a living. And it wasn't, but for a couple of months later that we had a conversation. I told her what I do, and uh, she still felt welcome to come on over. And she hasn't been over for a while. And she and my daughter aren't really much friends that much anymore. But you know how friendships come and go. Yeah. And so we had to face this this thing. Now, what would happen if my own daughter? were to go through a transition. We'd still love her. I'd still call her her because my conviction is that God has ordained the the gender and that's how it's to be. Because for me to recognize that that gender switch in contradiction to what God has ordained 
in that in the, in the birth process uh, would be for me a rebellion against God and a compromise, and I can't do that. And so, well, that was a big issue. That was a big issue in the beginning. And like, you don't call me this name. This is my new name. You've got to call me this new name. Now I had a sister, and all of a sudden I got a brother, and I've got to call them what they say I got to call them. And that's not right. And that's why we we don't get along at all. He's very narcissistic. Right today so but I, I'm just worried about his salvation though I cannot get along with him I don't even associate right. with him anymore and I have to to see my mom yeah, it's a it's a difficult thing because what they want us to do is participate in their rebellion against God and they want us gotcha. to to judge that as being okay by calling it and you know I, I just I've told a, a trans online that I meet every now and then I said I can't do that you're asking me to violate my conscience, and I can't do that. So this is a tough That's situation. Yeah. And then they call us bigots for not doing what you want. But then, oh, so we're the bigots, but they're not. They want us to be like what they are, and they don't show us compassion for saying, well, no, we can't do that. Oh, you're the bigot automatically. And a bigot, people don't know what it means, someone who is stubbornly unwilling to change his views. Well, that's, what, that's what they're doing. So... Yeah, it, the sword cuts both ways, and I say, look, if you want to force your view on me, it's not going to work. Do you want me to force my view on you? Because if you can try, then I can try, can't I? And then they, their hypocrisy comes out. No, it's only my way or no, or the highway. But yeah, okay. Well, we're not going to get along, are we? Okay, bye. Well, Matt, it's gotten so bad, I don't even associate with him anymore. But, I mean, he's he's always been so opinionated and narcissistic and it's all about him and mm -hmm. I love him as a as a sibling I guess not brother or sister I love him as a sister I still say he's my sister but and I don't want the Lord to be against me if I just break off contact but I just can't stand to be around him I don't approve of this marriage this life I don't it's not right I love him as my blood relative but I don't have to associate with him and I'm not being ugly, but I just don't, I just, I do worry, though, in the long, big picture of things, will he make it to heaven? And, I, and that's where I want your, you know, your feet. I would say, I would say that in a state of constant rebellion against God, that uh, without repentance, I would say it's an evidence that the person is not uh, regenerate and not yeah. saved. So if the person is, yeah, a person is claiming to be a Christian, well, then how can you do that in rebellion against God, going against what you ordained? And then there's other issues. If you want to hold on, we can talk about this a little bit more, because what if someone says they're born that way? Let's talk about that uh, in a little bit, okay? Hey, folks, we'll be right back. Four open lines, 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We have uh, four open lines. Why don't you give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get back on here with John. Are you there? Yes, sir. All right, so this is a, an important topic. In fact, I'll actually be teaching on this kind of stuff tonight on in the Bible study. And I'm going through the last... Uh, I think verses 24 through 32, uh, probably the whole thing tonight, because it's basically thematic. And talking about sexual uh, deviations. Oh, I'm sorry? 
Well, that, that's what it sounds like. Matt, here's another, another side of it. Just to, Here's another angle to, that I think of. If, what if someone in his shoes, my brother or sister's shoes, all their life, something, I don't know what you call it, psychologically or physically, causes the person that says they, they have no control, they have no choice of I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but what if the truth is that these people who do this, I mean, to be willing to go through that kind of torture to your body to make those changes must really feel a deep uh, desire or nat- not nat- I don't know what the word is, a deep feeling, but it's the only way they can survive is being that way. Is that mm-hmm. logical to believe, or do you think it is just selfishness and what you want? Well, um, yeah, it's a it's a tough one because people can be traumatized from from birth, having events that uh, make it difficult for them to function in other areas. I was stuck in a tree during a windstorm for two uh, two hours when I was like five or six, at very high up, and to this day I'm afraid of heights. My wife. Uh, she you know, some things happen to her. She's a, a claustrophobic; doesn't like uh, you know enclosed places. And we both know that these things are irrational. We've been traumatized because of some past events, but the effect continues. So when I say this, uh, you know, people who say they're they're transgender. Oh, Matt, you're just saying we're traumatized. Well, maybe you are. I don't know in particular history. I can't judge all of them. Some people yeah. will say, no, I was, I was born this way. Well, let's just say they were born this way, let, which I don't grant that it's, it's the case, but let's just say that it was. So, does it mean it's okay because that's how you feel? If I was born at, with a tendency to lie, does it make it okay for me to lie because I was born that way? Well, of course not. So, Well, Matt, here's what he said. I, I don't know why the Lord would let me be born in the wrong body. That's what he's always said from day one. As he got old enough to understand himself, is why am I born this way? Why did you know? Why what happened? Why am I born in a man and a girl's body? That's he's judging he God. <laughs> he's That's he's judging God. You're judging God. You're saying God made a mistake in allowing you this uh, situation. So now you are judging the Almighty God and complaining against Him, and you've taken matters into your own hand. The judgment of God is upon you for this. And this, you know, this is it. Now, what happens if this person comes to her? Her, she's born a female, right? Comes to her senses later on, and then repents. Well, then what? She's immorally married to. Uh, a woman, when she's originally a woman, this gets so complicated. And and well, then what are you going to do? You got to you know, break it off. About this, the, the woman he married was a nurse when he had the surgery and met him through the surgery and knows everything about what happened, knows the whole story, and still, you know, he, on what you call it, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, he ended up getting married. right. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I'm trying to throw in things to help you get a better understanding of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing to work through, and and it just is. It it is. It's tough. I don't have all the answers. Um, I do know that God will sort it out. I know that God uh, is perfectly capable, and this ultimately is an issue between these trans people 
and uh, their sin and God, and they're going to have to work it out. It's uh, it's a problem. And I know that there are a lot of people who are hearing me say this. Say, you call it sin? Yeah, I do. And they say, well, then you're a bigot, and you're full of hate. Am I? They're quick to attack, and they're quick to condemn, because the only morality that's allowed is their morality where they redefine sexuality according to their personal preferences and then they want us to back them up and if we don't then we're wrong their arrogance is so profound that they can't see their own hypocrisy well Matt in my wrong would I be wrong knowing all this stuff that's been going on for so many years I mean this starting is in high school you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, he's in his 60s now. Plus, I'm, I'm the oldest, but he's next in line in his 60s, too. Would I be wrong to just love him but just don't have any more contact with him because I don't approve of the lifestyle, I don't understand it, I don't like it? And, and I don't want to be against the Lord, go against his will. I, I love him as my sibling, but associating with him is just a real challenge. Am I wrong? Right. No, I don't believe so. I don't think you're wrong. That's what I would do. If one of my daughters hypothetically married another woman and they said, Dad, I want you to come to the wedding, I said, I'm not coming. I'm not going. I'm not going to go and and support it and lend public support to something like that. It's not going to happen. And I would say you and your friend are welcome to come over for dinner. You won't be sleeping together in our house and things like that. You know, it's my house. You don't like it. That, that's it. That's how it is. I have my rules. They have theirs, my preferences. If they want to res- be respected, they need to respect. And we need to draw the line someplace. And we have to stand up for righteousness. That's what we have to do as Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. And I've, I've wanted to call you for a long time, but I just I had to get some nerve to just, you know, to be able to explain this without just cracking up. I mean... I'm not totally destroyed. Well, I guess I am psychologically on that issue. I'm totally destroyed over mm-hmm. the trauma and the hurt that he put us through from the beginning. And, I, you know, it still affects me today. So trying to deal with it or not deal with it at all. And I just knew you would be a good person. I listen to you every day. And I am a Christian, and I pray every day for him for her. Okay. And I just want to get your true feeling and respect you. Yeah, it's a tough one, and like I said, I don't have all the answers. It'd be nice to talk to someone, a Christian theologian, who's studied these issues a great deal, would have better insight. But that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. And as always, God bless you. Well, God bless you too. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right. Wow, that's a that's a good topic, and uh, not an easy one to work through. It just is not. Four open lines, 877-207-2276. Monique, you're on the air. Good evening to you. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, So I have a question around 2 Timothy verse uh, 24 through 26. Uh, There's a brother, Christian brother, I do believe that the person is honestly saved Mm -hmm. And um, he wouldn't call, well, I don't know if you'd call it apologist, but when I've noticed 
went in long time been agreed with when he whenever he's talking to someone, whether it's a believer or usually somebody that's not a believer that you know atheist or something like that, and and he he's he has the word. I mean, he knows what the word says, but the according to the twenty fourth to twenty sixth, I see where he's anything but gentle, uh, and he says be gentle to all men, obviously not just the unbelievers but the unbelievers. And he's constantly, you know, that's an idiot. He's a moron. You know, I'm like, well, I get, because he gets very frustrated. I'm frustrated with arrogant stupidity as well, or arrogant ignorance as well. But the whole, you know, he's just a moron. She's just, you're being stupid, or you're, I don't see where, certainly it's in accordance to 24 to 26. There's nothing gentle or uh, patient about that. And so, but he doesn't seem to, he keeps doing it, so he doesn't seem to find a problem with it, and uh, or judge himself with it. You know, yeah, I wonder if, if it's just a weak. I wonder if you and I know the same person. I know an individual online who is like that and is very condemning, and uh, and stuff. But uh, what you need to do is continually um, bring up the scriptures. And what I'll do to people is quote those verses you cited there, Second uh, Peter two twenty four, twenty through twenty six, which I'll read. The Lord's mm-hmm. uh, servant, bond servant, must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive captive by him to do his will. Now we're going to get back from the break. We'll talk about this and another set of scriptures okay. that are related to this and what I recommend you say to one. Okay? We'll be right back after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show for Open Lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get back to Monique. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. So what I've done with people who um, are uh, supposedly representing Christ and they are rude, condemning, mocking. Um, I'll, I'll ask them, are you obeying scripture that tells you to correct people with gentleness? And just ask them that flat question. You know, 2 Timothy 2, 24, that's 25. And what does he say? That's what, that's what, that's what blows my mind, because that's what I always do with a rebuttal, and I don't want to interrupt your thought, but I wanted to say that I've already, I've done that, and he, and then sometimes you'll try to go, to the Matthew twenty three twenty seven, where Jesus said, you know, you're hypocrites and inside you're full of dead men's bones. He still didn't call them an idiot. And he declared, he does it nice. It's not like he's screaming, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. he's like, well, you're just being an idiot or that's just moronic. And, and he does it yes. all the time. So what, it, what Jesus is saying in the context there in Matthew 23, he's talking to the religious leaders who are in covenant obligation to follow the law of God right. and with the Messiah. And so Jesus is addressing those religious leaders and condemning them. But Paul the right. Apostle, he tells us, you can go also go to First Peter 3.15, which says to give an answer to everyone who would ask you, yet with gentleness and reference. 
yes, in 2 Timothy yes. 2, 24, 25, which I already went through. And then another one, Colossians 4, 5 and 6. Conduct yourself with wisdom uh, toward outsiders, mm-hmm. making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned yes. with salt, so that you should know how you should respond to each person. And I ask them, are you doing this? And then they will sometimes say, well, Jesus condemned people. Well, yes, he did. And here's the context of what he was doing. Are you condemning the religious leaders, too, who are right there face to face? Is that you? But Paul the Apostle clearly tells us how we're to, to uh, behave towards unbelievers in three different places. Why are you not obeying? And then if they say, look, I'll just do what I want to do. I don't care what you have to say. or well, I'm going to be condemning. I'm going to say, then you're willfully denying Scripture, and you right. need to be rebuked. And so now, since you are claiming to be a religious teacher, then woe to you, you hypocrite, because you're right. behaving like a whitewashed tomb. On the outside, you appear beautiful, but inside, you're full of dead man bones. Let the Word of God condemn you because you're denying the truth of who Christ is if you're going to be that horrible and that awful to unbelievers. And, and, and I'm glad I, it would be lovely if the person were hearing it now, because those are exactly the things that I would say. And even, and I think it's in Romans about, you know, you some, you know, I could be wrong about you, guys, but some you save with compassion and others with fear, so pulling someone from the plank. And I think when I said that one, then he went, well, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, not by calling them an idiot or a moron. And you gave all those scriptures, and I gave all those scriptures. So, was an unbeliever who has a rebuttal that's in spite of everything that was just said very clearly. Mm-hmm. I get it. But with a believer who is like, they just won't hear. They just keep doing it in their own way. So I'm glad you gave those scriptures because that's exactly, you know, I don't know how anyone argues when you point to the scripture, but, but they do. I don't know. Yes, so. they do. Because they're serving their own self-righteous flesh. Now, I, I certainly understand that people make mistakes. That's okay. They make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've blown it. We all blow it. But that's okay. That aside from that, um, we need to uh, trust in what God has said. That's what we got to do. Okay? So, Thank okay. you so much. I, I feel like it's clear and black and white, but then I, I don't know how, how they spin it. But anyway, yeah. well, thank you for that confirmation. I wanted to hear maybe some extra insight on that as far as how they get it across. But I, I feel like I can't, no matter what. But anyway. Right, because he's not listening. Um, yeah. No. But mm-hmm. thank you so much, and God bless you. And I always want to remind you, I do pray for your wife. Um, thank you. just healing and peace. I really do. So thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you for calling. Okay? Yeah. All right. Okay, God bless. All right. Now let's get on the air with Mike from North Carolina. Mike, welcome. You are on the air. Uh, hi, Matt. Uh, I just wanted to reaffirm uh, I've had the same issues that you've had and the recent caller has had with people who refuse to recognize the truth. And, of course, the Bible uh, has predicted all of these things for these end times. And we're seeing it between the two political parties who can't agree at all because, you know, Satan has blinded certain people. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. 
Are you, are you still so, there? You know, there's a lot okay. of con- there's a lot of confusion these days, especially in politics, and it's it's going to continue, and it's probably going to be worse. Yeah, it is going to be worse. Not probably. It's going to be. Yeah, and the reason is is because they don't care about truth. They care about agenda. They've been brainwashed. The enemy has uh, captivated them to believe lies. Think about it. The people who are in control of our company, of our country, are are for the most part liars. They will say one thing to get elected, and then they do the opposite when they get in. They're liars. They promote homosexuality, the LGBTQ stuff, the alphabet um, uh, Gestapo. They promote uh, the killing of the unborn. They promote socialism. They, uh, during the pandemic, um, churches were not essential, but strip clubs were, and they could stay open. They are given over to evil. They are evil, and they need uh, the gospel message for redemption. This is the state of our country. This is it. it people need to know, know it. Pastor, need to say it. We are in a... Um, like the series The Walking Dead. You know, I used to watch that years ago. Not anymore, but that's, uh, in a sense, that's our, our country. Is uh, zombies everywhere. And only a few live people in Christ see the walking dead as they uh, seek to destroy others, consume others. And with their vitriol, their hypocrisy, their bigotry and their condemnation of righteousness. This is what's happening in our world, without a doubt. Yeah, the Bible says they will call evil good and good evil, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's Isaiah five twenty. Yep. In fact, um, since we got nobody waiting right now, Second Timothy four. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, this is what's interesting. I'm going to read the whole thing. I saw he, Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's calling him to work in ministry and pastor and be an elder and things like that. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. With, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. So who's he talking to? Talking to Tim and saying what? Do this in your preaching. The unbelievers aren't going to church to hear his preaching. It's the believers. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. There are people coming in. Now, yeah, there's unbelievers mixed in there. But he's talking about the necessity of doing this in the Christian church. And in this context, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Is that the unbelievers, the atheists? Well, yeah, it is. Okay, but also it can apply to the Christian church. And I have a reason for t- starting uh, talking about this, because the, the problem is in the church as well, not just in the secular world. But he, they, he goes on, he says, But wanting to have their ears tickled, they'll accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. They'll turn away from their ears from the truth, and will turn aside the myths. And so we have this kind of a thing um, in the Christian church as well. And so... You know, false teachers like Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen, Joyce Meyer, uh, Joel Osteen. And so we have a lot of people who are false teachers. 
in uh, in the Word. So this is something that is there. Now, a lot of people don't know that, uh, let's see, Carm, uh, signs of the end times. And so I've done a study on what's going to occur in the world according to Scripture. And I have a list. Patience, uh, the presence of false Christ of false prophets, war, persecution of the faithful, apostasy, lawlessness in, will increase, earthquakes, famine, plagues, increase in selfish lovers of money, uh, pleasure, arrogant, disobedient, conceited, haters of God, mocking of Jesus, increasing knowledge, rise of spiritism, the decay of marriage, uh, uh, false teachings, the gospel will be, will be preached, signs in the heavens, sun and moon will be darkened, abuse of the destruction of abuse and destruction of the earth all the nations are going to gather against Israel arrival of the Antichrist enforcement of the mark of the beast etc so I teach what's called depreschatology so what you're talking about here is yes things are getting better uh, getting worse and yes they are and my opinion is they're going to continue to get worse they're going to continue to get worse and we Christians need to be ready and we need to stand strong and learn how to stand in the light of the coming persecution that's coming that's what I said. Yeah, I just texted our mutual friend, uh, Stu Epperson Jr., uh, mm-hmm. owner of this network. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for him and yep. you, Matt Slick. Well, let me tell you, I've met Stu many times. And let me just tell you, uh, you know, Stu's a godly man. We've had lunch, we've had, you know done conferences and stuff at ABN. I'm not at ABN, but uh, anyway, we're running out of time here. And I've sat with him and listen to him desire to glorify God. And I'm not going to get into details, but let's just say the deal that he's given me to do the radio here is a good deal. And he could get others who could, let's just say, offer him a little bit more, because we don't have much here at this ministry. And yet he's allowed me to stay on the air. We've talked. And he's a good man. He's a godly man. He is. Well, I just told him I love you and your show. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Okay. God bless you, Matt. Okay, and God bless you. All right. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, Mike. All right. You know, uh, we don't have anybody waiting right now. We've got a minute left in the show. I know that the easy method, uh, the easy message is we're going to get raptured out of it before it gets too bad. Don't worry about it. Just pay your tithes. Go to church. Let the unbeliever have the rule. Don't fight. Just lay down. Go get raptured. And I think it's a huge problem. I tell people, you prepare for what's coming. Will you deny Christ if they come to your door? Will you deny him at work if they say you must affirm whatever it is in order to continue to work here? What's going to happen? It's going to get more difficult. The unbelievers are in control. Look what's happening in our culture. The rise of of sin as being the norm of goodness. That is the new standard. Transsexuality, homosexuality, LGBTQ, gender confusion, abortion, uh, socialism, which is against scripture. Truth is a commodity. Truth is not something to be to concern yourself with, and neither is God unless you want to uh, use him in, to gain votes and then turn your back on him in your hypocrisy. This is our world. Christians are not going to stop at your door. 
Okay, I know. Not not exciting. Not good to hear. That's what it is. I'll be teaching Bible study tonight in uh, two and a half hours. May the Lord bless you. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.